Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Welcome back to the JT The Brick Show, brought to you by Modelo, a proud sponsor of the Raiders and the official beer of fans with the fighting spirit. It's the JT The Brick Show. 39-yard field goal for Carlson set up on the right hash. Good snap, solid hold. Field goal is up, and that is good. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Crowd into it. Wilson lifts the right leg, gets the ball. They bring the blitz off the edge, and they got to him. Nate Hobbs coming around the left side. Your silver and black home to sound off for over 20 years. Open Adams at the 35. Racing to the 20, 10, touchdown Raiders! And now, here's JT the Brick. Welcome back, everybody. JT, final hour of the show. The Raider roster should be released here as the deadline is hit. And we'll wait for that. We're going to see when that comes about. It could be 20 minutes from now, a half hour. It could be closer to the top of the hour where Q will jump all over it, too. Uh, But final hour of the show, I'm wide open here to hear from Raider fans today on your grade for the preseason. Uh, That's what we're doing today as we wait for the roster. A good day today to talk about your overall vibe for the preseason and how the Raiders came out of it. I'll go first. I think they came out of it pretty clean health-wise. They had guys that were banged up in the offseason. That would be Jimmy Garoppolo, Tyree Wilson, who got out on the field. That's a big takeaway for me and a positive note. That Tyree Wilson, the number 7 pick overall in the draft, is ready to play. And Jimmy Garoppolo, who I was never concerned about, is ready to go as the quarterback for the silver and black. So the health of the team is in a pretty good place. If you look around the league, there's a lot of players that got hurt. Achilles, knees, you know, uh, blew out their knees. ACLs, MCLs, not bad for the Raiders. The Raiders pretty much had a clean offseason here. Uh, The breaking news today, Neil Farrell, defensive tackle, traded to the Kansas City Chiefs in exchange for a six-round pick according to NFL Network and also Adam Schefter from ESPN. Normally you don't see the Raiders trading with the Chiefs much, but the Chiefs have a situation with their best defensive lineman holding out, and they need some depth there. So they wanted Neil Farrell. Maybe they saw something they liked over the last couple of years, and the Raiders getting a six-round pick. Can live with that because I I think still you're going to see that from Dave Ziegler. He's going to want to accumulate draft picks and move up, potentially move up and get players that he can use, like Michael Mayer this past year. So we're hitting on this roster after a preseason. The last game in Dallas wasn't a great performance. It wasn't. They didn't play anybody. And Dallas played Will Greer. And Will Greer put on a show because he he needed to put on a show. He had to try to find a way to get himself showcased. And Dak Prescott called the plays, and he called mostly passing plays. So they were able to do this. We're keeping an eye on the Raider insiders, including our teammate Vinny Bonsignor, who tweeted, Keelan Cole and Anthony Dorsett, excuse me, Philip Dorsett released. The big question now, do the Raiders keep five or six wide receivers? Well, that's Cam Sims. Is Sims the last receiver to come in? I think you keep him. I think it's an important position in the red zone. I was just talking about that with Q a little while ago, that imagine the Raiders first and goal at the eight-yard line, Devontae wide left, Cam Sims wide right, Michael Mayer at tight end, Josh Jacobs in the backfield, um, Jacoby Myers in one slot and Hunter in the other. Wow. And then all, you cannot double-team Cam Sims, and you can throw him a high-point fade to the corner of the end zone over a 5'10", 5'11", corner all day long. 
if Devontae's double teamed. So I think you want to have Cam Sims for the red zone because you're going to have Trey Tucker as the speed guy who's going to be able to go over the top. Now, the fact that you don't have Dorsett and Keelan Cole, now you know that Trey Tucker's going to have to run a lot of go routes and open up the middle of the field and be a guy that gets some safety help over. But he's only going to do that if he plays well. He's only going to do that if he comes in as a rookie and has an immediate impact. So I'm interested to see what happens. Also, according to NFL Network, Damian Williams let go, along with Keelan Cole and Philip Dorsett. So those are just some of the players that we know about as we wait for the official roster. And this is always a fun time of year. A fun time of year. And with Neil Farrell obviously moving on, that bodes well, as Vinny said, for Nestor Jade Silvera, as Nestor Jade from Arizona State has been really good. Vinny put out lights out. He's been lights out in the preseason. He also said the Raiders might not be done on the trade front either. Ooh, ooh, what could that mean? And if they're going to make a trade, I've been saying this all offseason, to me the best way to make a trade would be for a linebacker if a linebacker becomes available. And that would be really important here. We found out earlier, three hours ago, Vinny Bonsignor, Drake Thomas, has been released by the Raiders. He has to go through waivers, but if he clears, no guarantee, he's a strong candidate to be on the practice squad. I thought he did enough in my opinion, to make the team. I thought he did enough. That would be one guy. I didn't think Dorsett would be let go, and I didn't think that I, – I, I knew it would be a late – he'd be like 52 or 53, but I was pulling for Drake Thomas. I just liked the way he got to the football. I liked his nose for the football, and I haven't seen a lot of that from Raider defenders at the linebacker position. Also, Vinny Bonsignor, Sam Webb, and Isaac Rochelle are both practice squad possibilities after the Raiders went out and released them. A Garbers is a candidate for the practice squad as he is out. And Hoyer is going to either be the backup or the third. I would make Hoyer the third, but you don't have to do that early. Why not make Aiden O'Connell the third and have Hoyer ready in these important road games where Aiden O'Connell has no experience? And Hoyer's got a lot of experience in Buffalo or, or what it takes to go into Buffalo and win. Well, that's all they did with the Patriots is go into Buffalo and win. So these are unique situations now with what you can do with the third quarterback and having that roster spot there. And then the issue for the Raiders is going to be defensive tackle. Byron Young comes over from Alabama, and he's got to play. And it was good to see him get up to speed. To see Tyree Wilson and Byron Young play at the end of preseason was very important to me because you drafted him with the first-round pick and the third-round pick, and they didn't see. They were out. They were injured or out or banged up. Better word for a lot of time. The Eagles cut veteran linebacker. Uh, so we look at this, Nicholas Morrow. Okay, that's someone that the Raiders like. We know that the Raiders like him. Could there be a spot open for the Raiders to take, I think, a spot, have a guy that could come over at linebacker on the 53? Yeah. I'm not talking about a practice squad guy. I think the Raiders could get a starting linebacker today if they're sharp on this and they have the player that they want. So those are some of the things we're talking about here. Levi Edwards, closer to when the roster is released. And your opinion on exactly what you think is going to be the key going into the regular season. What was your number one positive note about the preseason? But I, I don't want to hear Aiden O'Connell. We've done that. Give me one other player in the preseason that impressed you that you expect to be on the roster, knows going to be on the roster, and you're really excited. Not to go buy a jersey, but you're excited about that player. Raider Greg. Thanks for waiting here. You're on the flagship. Start off the hour. Hey, JT. Thank you for calling, taking my call. Yeah, sure. Um, Nessa, Nessa J. Severa is mm-hmm. really who I'm, I'm 
looking forward to. Um, I really thought it showed some good things. I think he's got that hunger, that dog mentality in him. Also, um, I'm hoping for Isaiah Palomal. I, I feel like with letting Johnson go, I really like Palomal. I was kind of nervous. I'm still waiting to see, you know, because I feel like he just he has that it factor. Yeah. Um, and you know, the, the, you know, when he touches the ball, I mean, yeah, that pick came straight to him, but you still have to make the play. And yeah. I think that's that's something having that mentality going to the ball, taking it to the house. I think that's just he he's young and he's got the size. Um, he's got the pedigree, and I, I just I'm really looking forward and seeing if he uh, stays on the team. I think he'd be key for us. Yeah, let's stay on him for a second. I like him. I like his play, uh, his legacy play in this league with his cousins and what he's done. And uh, SC guy, I think he can play. I think he catch the ball that gets thrown to him. The di- the difference becomes you have Apps and Marig out there. One of them is going to hit hard. Both of them are going to hit hard in the run game. And those guys tend to get banged up, and I think it's important to have safeties on the back end that can not only come in off the bench, but can come in off the bench and maybe be better than the starters. And that's what I like about Palomal. I think he has the ability to be better than Merrick. If he ascends that way, I don't know. I hope Trayvon Merrick is better as a starter, but Palomal impresses me. I I agree 100%. I think think this is a huge – and I was a Trayvon Murray guy. Mm -hmm. I think this is a huge season from him because – you know, I, my buddies always get at me because I talked him up for two years before we got him, you know, about he's just a ball hawk, he's a ball hawk, he's a ball hawk, and we really haven't seen that. That's what he was brought in to do. So I think, you know, with Isaiah Palomar being right there, I'm hoping that Trayvon balls out and Epps takes him to that next level, which I do see that relationship, and right. I see them all speaking with one mind. Um, but I but I like having Palomar there just in case which I hope he does, but just in yeah. case he doesn't live up to that, I think Palomar could fill in there. Great Thank phone call. Thank you. Call. Thank you for taking the phone call. Appreciate it. As this hour is brought to you by Resorts World. Just was at Resorts World the other night. Blown away. Walked by their big sphere in the middle of the property. Went to 8 Cigar Lounge. Walked around again. Their activations, the theater, and the Doghouse Saloon, which is our official home, our official home, for Monday night football throughout the year. I'll be out there for various Monday night football events at Doghouse Saloon. Diana Rossini uh, reporting a couple of minutes ago, the Colts had had conversations with the Miami Dolphins about a trade for Jonathan Taylor while Indy was shooting for a first-round pick in return. I was told they were never offered that. It looks like Jonathan Taylor clearly not going to be traded there, but there's still some bad blood with Indy. Keeping an eye on that very closely as we continue on. 702-365-9200. As we look at some of the players, you're going to learn a lot here coming here. Amik Robertson tweeted, media people trying to paint a picture of me. It never lasts too long. So Vic Tafer just tweeted back to Sean and I had Amik making the 53. So does that mean he made the 53 because he's going after the media? Maybe. Amik can play in this league. I have depth at that position now. And Neil Farrell tweeted an hour ago, go, God don't, let me make sure I get this tweet right. Wow, I didn't see this. God don't make mistakes, forever blessed and highly favored. So Neil Farrell, it's tough to go from the Raiders to the Chiefs. You're in the building and you want to beat the Chiefs and now you're a Chief. And uh, that's a big part of what the Chiefs culture is, is beating the Raiders as Neil Farrell Jr. is traded for a six-round pick. Justin, you're up next. Thanks for calling into the show. What's happening? Hey, JT, uh, nice show. Uh, mm-hmm. Just positives about the preseason. A yep. lot of them discussed, but 
one that just jumped out to me, and maybe I feel like I'm missing something, but Tyree Wilson was just awesome. Uh, he, he showed so many things you can't teach. You can't teach size. You can't coach size, length. He's got a great attitude. He's fast. He's powerful. And then after his – he looked like a man among boys to me. And then some people were complaining, like, online, like, oh, he missed contain and so forth. You can teach him all that stuff. I just, uh, I just thought he looked – well, awesome. you're talking about you're talking about his bull rush uh, when he threw the tackle into the quarterback, but didn't wasn't able to find the quarterback after that. But the push, you know, the push and his hands and the ability to get his hands up and force an offensive lineman to go backwards that that's what he does. He's a bull rusher, and once he gets these moves down with Max, these inside outside moves and spin moves. And his length, we didn't get a chance to see him knock down many big balls at the line of scrimmage. That's what I want to. I think is a very important aspect of his game. Will be Justin when he can't get to the quarterback. Can he get his hands up with that long wingspan and knock the ball down? That's going to be critical for his early success. Absolutely, and people, it, you just got to be patient with guys like this. Like I, I was a college wrestler, good in high school, and like when you have a few moves, like Tyree was the most powerful, quickest guy on his team for his whole life. And do that until somebody stops you. He never had any pressure to develop a lot of the fine points. So now time will tell if he can do that. But to criticize him because he doesn't have that when he was running over people regularly, like you'd be dumb not to run over people regularly if you had that ability. So yeah, all the best, JT. Thank you. Appreciate you calling in. Thank you. On a day like today, I appreciate the callers and everybody on Twitter at JT the Brick on Twitter. Also, I'm brand new on Instagram. Haven't done a lot le- uh, yet there, but my son is building out that platform for me. JT the Brick hits H I T S. JT the Brick hits. Uh, give me a follow there on Instagram, as we'll have some exclusive. I think some really good stuff behind the scenes. Found out so Thursday, this Thursday night. I'll be the MC for the state of the team over at the Raider facility. There's going to be a couple hundred people there that season ticket holders, one of the uh, values of being a season ticket holder. I'll MC that. And then starting next Tuesday, Raiders Roundtable, the podcast that's big and growing on YouTube with the Raiders. That'll be Tuesday. And then next Thursday, I sit down for my first interview with Josh McDaniels, the head coach of the Raiders. And we'll do that every Thursday. And we will air that every Friday on this show. So that's what my week looks like. It's going to be busy. It's going to be real busy. And then Sunday, pre- and post-game show from the torch for the home games. We'll be at the Raider facility for the road games. I'm going to have a couple of cool things that are happening. And then I'm going to be on the road for two or three games this year, which they said I can do, which I appreciate that. I love that. They said, do you want to go on the road? I said, I'd love to go on the road. So trying to figure out if it's Miami, Chicago, Buffalo, what road games I'm going to get through. But that won't be a decision that's made until next week. Levi Edwards is going to join us at some point in the next 10 or 15 minutes. I think you could expect the Raider roster to be released possibly closer to 2 o'clock when Q is online. I hope I get a little taste of that coming up here. Also, if you're joining us late, your big takeaway from the preseason, other than Aiden O'Connell, who was most impressive to you? Who are you most excited about? On the flagship of the Silver and Black. Welcome back to the JT The Brick Show. Brought to you by Grimaldi's Pizzeria. Home of the famous New York style coal-fired brick oven pizza. Yeah, that's Steph McKenzie on Grimaldi's Best Pizza I Ever Had. Four locations here in the Valley. I go to Boca Park, sit outside, get the Brooklyn Bridge Pizza. It's fantastic. And we'll be giving away a $50 gift card throughout the season. 
uh, to usually a caller on a Thursday or Friday. They're back with us again. We love the fact that Grimaldi's is one of my longest standing partners here on the show. And welcome back here for another year. Also want to welcome back M Resort, Spawn Casino. They will sponsor every Wednesday with an alumni. I think our first alumni is going to be Matt Millen because he worked the entire preseason on the game. And I think Matt will be great to go over the roster with next Wednesday. So that interview will be every Wednesday brought to you by our great friends at M Resort, official hotel of the silver and black and home of the Raiders Tavern as we continue on. So deadline has come and gone. Raiders have not released the roster yet. The final 53-man roster, but that will be coming either momentarily as we're waiting on. We know that Keelan Cole is gone and Philip Dorsett is out. What are they going to do for that final wide receiver? It seems to be Cam Sims, which I'd be fine with. I think he can play. Very good player and a high-point guy who can go up. Drake Thomas is out at linebacker. I thought he had a nice preseason along with Sam Webb, who did not make the team. Could be a practice squad player with Isaac Rochelle, too, who I called his name. A number of times. So we're just waiting for this roster to get down to 53. I'll have it for you. If not, Q will have it for you at the top of the hour. Raider man checking in as he knows the roster and gets behind all the players. What's happening? What's going on, JT, man? I had to throw you a call, bro. I've been busy as the dickens. I apologize. I've been a little bit MIA. There's no apologies necessary. Mm. It's been busy as busy it is. But I tell you what, man, you know I got to chime in because I heard you mentioning my guy, Tyree Wilson. And the thing about for me, I mean, you know, I don't, I'm not disappointed in what I saw from him. He was a few snaps. Mm-hmm. He needed to get out there and get the blood running a little bit. It looked like he was running around like, you know, just don't get hurt. Just get out there and make a couple of plays. Make sure you get out here safely and let's get to the the, you know, the game one. Uh, my biggest issue with him is he's still wearing number nine. Not, not just because it makes him look so slim, but he should be wearing number 19, man. And this is a personal grievance for me, but I think he'll lock into who he really is once he go back to his true identity. I mean, you know, the kid Tucker's not on the team anymore. I don't really know what's holding that up. But just like uh, Diablo, uh, Di- uh, Divine Diablo, you know, I put my uh, No on 49 campaign, mm-hmm. and that kid, I think he heard me because he switched up his number right away and went to the five. I'm hoping that Tyree hears this message and goes to the 19. I think that uh, just release him, let him go back to his little comfort zone and let him become the player that he mm-hmm. is because there's, there's no holes barred on this kid. And I'm excited to see what he's able to do out there on the field under Graham's system. You know, one thing I heard you mention about the linebackers, mm-hmm. and considering that Denzel Perryman went over there to Houston, Houston uh, just uh, released Christian Kirksey. Now, he's 30 years old. You know, of course, that's long in the two for NFL player and all that stuff. Young as our team is, I'm wondering if that's the kind of guy that we could bring in. Nose for the ball in the center of our defense, somebody that's capable of riding the green dot, you know, with that experience. But another veteran with that savvy that would bring a, a sense of uh, veteran leadership to this team that we can kind of use, you know, especially if we're going to be truly a playoff caliber team. I think we got an opportunity to do this. You know what I'm saying? You know, everybody down on the record and all that kind of stuff, but it's all pontificate. Nobody knows. That's why they play the games on the field. And I think this team is just full of talent, and I'm really excited to see what they do. I just posted one of our old-school pictures, JT, one of the uh, I think it's the one of we, me, you, uh, old-school uh, Rob Rivera in the black hole hanging on the wall going crazy, man. It just, you know, I still get into goosebumps when I feel that, that, that season coming along, man, and the autumn wind is here, baby. You know, holler if you hear me, baby. Raiders! Thanks, Raider, man. Good to hear from you. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you. Looking forward to seeing you this year. No doubt about that. As we get going and the roster is pretty much out, we'll have that here pretty shortly. Levi Edwards is going to join us in a few minutes, and we'll talk about some of the names 
and the players that have made the team here as the Raiders officially are cutting down to 53, and I'm looking and I'm kind of doing a couple things. I can talk and chew gum, and I don't chew gum, but I'm talking, looking at Twitter here, trying to get some names here and trying to get ahead of this as we get ready for our interview and uh, as they send me the roster as the Raiders are going to be doing that here. So we're looking at some of the players here as all the insiders, I believe, are just getting the roster momentarily and will start tweeting all over the Raiderverse, all over Twitter, uh, just like Adam Schefter, Ian Rappaport, uh, all those individuals. This is the busiest day of the year volume-wise when it comes to transactions. Volume-wise. Doesn't mean it's the most important. The most important is the Super Bowl and making the playoffs and all that. But this is important when we take a look at the rosters. These gentlemen living the dream, making a team or making a practice squad pretty shortly here, which will be very important to them. Uh, Raiders 66 on the flagship of the Raiders. Go ahead. Hey, JT, how you doing today? I'm doing well, thanks. Greg, I know you're busy, so I'm going to make this quick. No, I, I, know yeah. we're, I know we're cutting down here, but I was, ever since draft day, I've been just infatuated with this player. The New York Jets drafted him with mm. a Raiders pick. He's a six foot eight tight end out of Old Dominion that has a 40-inch vertical leap. Now, if you're having trouble in the red zone, what better than this guy? If he puts his arms up, he's got to be around eight feet tall. A 40-inch vertical leap puts him around 11 feet, over 11 feet. The crossbar is only 10 feet tall. You just lob the ball up, and there's nobody that's going to stop him from getting this thing. They just waved him. His name is Zach Koontz. And uh, it, it just be, I mean, obviously he's a d- developmental mm-hmm. player, but yep. uh, it, is just, it is just something that I think would be virtually unstoppable if he uh, just catches the ball. But uh, anyway, yeah, but why, why are you talking? Well, hold on. For why are you yeah. talking tight end? Considering Michael Mayer's here, why, why, why do you want to oh, develop oh, no, a tight no. end? Yes, I, I'm not talking about about replacing uh, Mayer at any way, shape, or form. He would obviously be at least third on the depth chart. I'm just talking about one of those specialists in the mm-hmm. uh, in the red zone. That if you've got a guy, if you've got that guy, you're going to get some attention paid to him. There's no six foot one defensive back that's going to be able to knock the ball mm-hmm. loose out of a six eight guy with a forty inch vertical leap, catching it in the end zone. I'm just talking about a, a specialist to help us get out of those red zone blues that we've been having the last five six years, and uh, mm-hmm. maybe uh, you know give us a chance to get those sevens instead of three. So yeah, I no Mayer is going to be the he's the man. Yep. Uh, that guy is the second coming, I think, of Dave Casper. Uh, same school, same round. He was drafted in, blocks well, catches well. Uh, I'm looking for big things for uh, for Michael May. Yep, I appreciate the call, and I'm looking forward yeah. to some players. Thanks for the call. Appreciate checking in. Uh, Christian Wilkerson, Amik Robertson, Curtis Bolton, uh, Greg Van Roten, uh, some of the other players that I'm interested in talking about here in a little bit. So we're going to get into all of this. We're going to get into some of the players that are going to make the roster. And some of the players that are going to be really important, I'm sure Q's going to get into this big time on his show, on the players that the Raiders need to get on their practice squad. The players that didn't make the 53-man, but all of a sudden are going to be in a position where they're definitely going to need them on this practice squad because the Raiders want to develop them. That's a big part of this, is that the guys that have been with your organization for a long time, and you, you get to the point where you want to have players come back and have another chance to develop them down the road. Very important aspect of what this team is trying to do. Hugely important that these guys clear waivers and they come back on the Raider practice squad. That, to me, is going to be big. Also, the breaking news from earlier today, uh, the Raiders made a trade with Kansas City. And making a trade is a big deal because that means you're saying goodbye to a player that you no longer don't believe in, even though you care about that player. 
and you think that Neil Farrell Jr. is a player that could have been here for a while, but not now because they have more depth at the position. That's hard. That's hard, and Kansas City made the trade. The Chiefs acquired Neil Farrell in a trade with the Raiders in exchange for a six-round pick. That's going to be really important. Also, the Raider cuts, Damian Williams, Keelan Cole, Philip Dorsett, all the names that we have here. And I'm excited from what I'm hearing inside the building. There's a couple of players that are going to be tweeting. And for that receiver, for Christian Wilkerson to be someone we can talk about here heading into the top of the hour. Uh, some of the other names that are coming in, also Amik Robertson, uh, players that definitely thought they were on the bubble, definitely were worried up to about 10 or 15 minutes ago. We're starting to see who is available, who will be here on the 53, and who will be hopefully landing on the Raiders practice squad there and the players that might not land there because they're good. When we come back, we'll go out to Levi Edwards. We'll talk to him, get his opinion as he, I believe, has the roster. And we'll get our first crack at that as we continue on. 702-365-9200. We're brought to you by Modelo. The fighting spirit of Modelo and the Raider Nation. I reward myself with a bucket of Modelo's on Friday. You better believe this Friday heading into Labor Day weekend. Welcome back to the JT The Brick Show. Brought to you by the Botanist Gin. The number one fastest growing brand. Step up your cocktail game with the Botanist Gin. All right, turn it up. People are excited. The Raider roster is out. It will be released shortly here. And we're ready to go. And we're excited. Levi Edwards is going to join us here momentarily from inside the building here. And we'll go over some of the picks here and who's going to be some of the roster moves. Christian Wilkerson, obviously going to be on the team, which is exciting. Uh, Amik Robertson, some bubble players here. We'll get into that coming up here in a few moments. And then the rest of tonight, I don't go crazy nationally on this. I'm not on nationally tonight. I'm not going to go. You know, Bailey Zappi was released by the Patriots. Who cares? Well, he does. His family does. That was a bit of a surprise, according to Ian Rappaport and some of the other names out there that are going to be released. And I think this is truly the strength of Dave Ziegler right now, is that he built out his staff. These people that have been looking at players and looking at other players on other teams from joint practices to workouts, film, looking at every snap of the preseason of other teams other than the Raiders to maybe find a player that can fit this system of Patrick Graham on defense or what Josh McDaniels wants to do on offense. When you're in a position where you only have maybe a slot for one more player, okay, there's room for one more. That means you're going to have to move a player. You're going to have to hope you can move a player to a practice squad. What is going to happen here? What is going to happen here going forward? DeMar Hamlin makes the Bills 53-man roster. Uh, The Saints cut veteran linebacker Jalen Smith. Von Miller is going to be on the pup list to start the season, which means he's going to miss the Raider game, which is really important. Let's go out to Raiders insider Levi Edwards, who's at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center as we take a look and go over some of the players that will be here, some of the players who are not going to be here. And, Levi, you've done a deep dive on all these position groups all offseason. This is a big day for you as you take a look at the roster and on top of that, look at some of the players hopefully the Raiders can protect by getting them on the practice squad. How are you? I'm doing good. How about you, JT? I'm doing really good. First, let's talk about Dorsett and Keelan Cole let go, and hopefully they could be on the practice squad. What happened there? Who benefits from that? Were you surprised by that move? 
I was a bit surprised. I mean, obviously, I mean, we're still waiting on the final roster to be completely out there in the open in terms of, you know, uh, what is revealed. However, it's already been kind of out in the rumor mill and leaked through certain people that those two guys are not going to be on the initial 53-man roster. Mm-hmm. I was a bit surprised by, uh, you know, the fact that they are both established guys in the league and their skill sets mm-hmm. to me could definitely be, been a fact, be beneficial However, uh, in, in Dorsett's case, Dorsett, he has good hands, but he's also a speed guy. He's someone that can get vertical, mm. and uh, that's uh, really been his, his skill set since he's been in the league. And I believe that the Raiders probably felt that they already had that mm. filled with a guy that they just drafted in the third round, and Trey Tucker, who's also a pretty fast dude. And whatever his 40 time is, his game speed is that much quicker. And then you also have DeAndre Carter, who's not slow by any means as well. So I believe those two guys kind of have you covered in speed in terms of, you know, and Keelan Cole, he's a good route runner, good, uh, you know, mm-hmm. possession guy. And, you know, there's a lot of other receivers already on the team that can do that as well. You know, when you, you, you know, when you just mm-hmm. look at Devante, Jacoby, Hunter Renfro, guys like that. So, uh, very surprising, but uh, definitely great practice squad. Candidates yeah, for sure. you mentioned DeAndre Carter. That's a name every once in a while people kind of just forget about. I don't because I know what he can do on special teams and as a veteran there. And also Cam Sims. I thought Cam Sims made a big catch, a really important catch in that final game at Dallas. And, and talk about Cam Sims and his ability with his size and strength and height to catch that corner ball in the end zone or go in the back of the end zone and go up a, even with the goalposts and, and bring one in that could be critical going forward for this team. Well, Cam Sims is a big guy. You know, he's 6'5", about 220, very big, uh, very big guy. Um, he's someone that can go up and get the ball, like you just mentioned. And, not saying that the receiver room is small, mm. but you know you, you know underneath him, I would say the the biggest corner outside of him would probably be Wilkerson or Devontae, and they're both around six one, six two. So uh, you know he's a big boy, and you can do a lot of you know things with him, and uh, he's someone that whether it be on the active roster or on the practice squad, you know however that may be, he definitely has you know a type of mm. skill set that a lot of teams can benefit from. Levi Edwards joins us inside the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. The Raiders are about to release their roster uh, in a short period of time here. What do you think of the interdivision trade with Chris Jones still holding out that the Raiders let go of Neil Farrell in a trade for a six-round pick? I mean, there's value there coming back for a six-round pick. Nestor Jade Silvera was a seventh-round pick. I-, I liked Neil Farrell when I interviewed him, but I don't think, you know, he missed some time away. He had some popping moments, but overall, I don't think he lived up to the hype when they thought of him when they drafted him. How do you see that move? Well, it's kind of hard to evaluate his skill set and evaluate what he can do on the field because he is going into his second season in the league. So obviously, you know, everybody doesn't come out of the gate mm. looking like, you know, all pro pro sure. kind of guys, you know, in their first year. And obviously, you know, him going into his second year, this is kind of a fresh opportunity for him to continue to do what he can do and really showcase what, you know, he could potentially be on another very good team within the division. Uh, I will say this, and I've been saying it in my, I've been writing it in my articles. I've been saying it on the radio with you, JT. I've been saying it to anybody who can listen for the past three weeks. And that's that this interior defensive line competition was going to be the most competitive, hard fought, position group on the team and that's just because of 
the the such small separation between these guys. Mm-hmm. So you know you you bring in the two really good free agents and John Jenkins and Adam Butler, they made plays in the preseason. Right. And you have two draft picks in Nessa J. Silvera and Byron Young. Byron Young was kind of banged up, but he has great size, great burst, Alabama dude. And then Nessa J. Silvera, he's been kind of a sleeper guy, seventh-round pick came in, and he, he earned all the reps that he got as well. And then you already stacked those guys on top of Tillery and Bilal Nichols who came back. So you just look at that room and looked at the competition, looked at the very small difference in talent between all of these guys, Matthew Butler and Neil Farrell included. And it was just like, you know, something's got to get. So I knew it was going to be tough. And I knew like, I, I, that was the one position for me. I was like, I don't know how this is going to break down. I don't know out of of these guys who's going to make it, who's not going to make it. So that was very interesting to me. Mm -hmm. So I'm surprised, but not surprised. Levi Edwards, as we wait on the Raiders roster, another name that I liked in the preseason and in practice, and especially in the joint workouts we saw, was Curtis Bolton, uh, the linebacker, uh, three years out of Oklahoma. What can you tell us about him? What did you see from him throughout the offseason, OTAs, and especially his performance in the preseason? Huge effort guy. Uh, That's the one thing I'll mention about Curtis Bolton. Curtis Mm -hmm. Bolton is a huge effort guy. He plays with, with passion. He plays with motivation. He's a great special teams guy, in my mm. opinion. He really goes down there, and he and he brings a bunch of people to work with him on special teams. And he's a guy that's been able to kind of get a couple more linebacker reps here and there, even dating back from last season because of injury. Also in the preseason, he's been able to get a lot of reps at linebacker. That's his position, obviously. So uh, I, I really like what I've seen from him just in terms of the effort that he brings. And he's a guy who – you know, he notoriously grew up as a Raiders fan. He's mentioned that several times. Um, so this is a really cool story for him to kind of continue to have an impact on a team that he grew up loving, his family grew up loving. Mm-hmm. And he, he really is a lunch pail guy, and I right. know that's what the defense wants. I know what the linebacker room wants. Yeah, the linebacker room's got to get better. Good for him. Curtis Bolton, another name, as we move on. And then finally, Greg Van Roten, I think, is a good player. And Matt Millen loved him in the preseason. He talked about him at all our production meetings. And when we were going around, he really locked in on his play and the – depth now of the offensive line with his ability to start at guard and play and play valuable snaps here. He competed every play like he wanted to be a starter. That's what I loved about him in the preseason. Yeah, he definitely looked like that. He has great side. I mean, he's an offensive lineman. Mm-hmm. I mean, all of his linemen are massive. But, you know, another really big dude to put in there. And what I like about Greg Van Roten is the experience that he brings to this team. Mm-hmm. This is not going to be his first rodeo coming here to the Las Vegas Raiders. You know, he has a lot of experience on good teams that he's played with. He's been in a lot of big games. He's been in a lot of pressure pressure situations. So this was a guy that came to the Raiders and was supposed to be like a reserve backup role, kind of, you know, be the veteran presence in the locker room and kind of do his thing and build up this offense. He's taken that role of what he was allotted to be when he came here, and now he has a legit opportunity to be a week one starter on this offensive line. And so, you know, there's not really much more you can ask for considering what you signed him for versus what he's going to potentially be for this roster. So he has really come through this training camp and he's proved himself. He's come through in the preseason and proved himself. I really like Greg Monroe. And I really think that that's going to be a huge addition to this offensive line 
who already has Josh Jacobs coming back, who led the league in rushing yards last season. Thank God Josh mm-hmm. Jacobs, my guy, coming back for the Las Vegas Raiders. That's going to be great. So I really think that they have an opportunity to do some big things with Greg up front. All right, lastly, we mentioned Nestor Jade and a couple of the other players here. We're going through waiting on the official roster. That's what we do on the official flagship. Is there a player that has been let go that you think is going to be really important to hope, hope that he makes our practice squad because he's good enough where he might get picked off from another team? And I think if you look at some of the players who were released here, especially we mentioned Cole and Dorsett and what we could see at the linebacker position, give me a name maybe of a player that is not on this roster that we would hope would make the practice squad because they continue to want to develop them. They want to develop all these guys, but we don't want a really good player to slip away. Uh, If I had to give my answer Mm -hmm. um, just because of, you know, the position of what it is and how many people we have there, especially with, you know, trying to grow people, I'd probably say Drake Thomas. You're at Drake Thomas, UDFA excellent. UDFA linebacker from NC State. Uh, he's undersized, but he just has that dog in him. He plays with a lot of energy. Everything that I just said about Curtis Bolton, you can apply that to Drake Thomas. So, really, he's a guy that had a hard climb up trying to make the team. Um, and he put, up, he put on some really good film this preseason. And you can see him running around, thumping, um, you know, I, I really like his skill set, and mm-hmm. especially with um, – I, I do think that we have some great players on our team at the linebacker position, but okay. I will say that, you know, you look at the roster, it is a very young group, mm-hmm. so uh, a very thin group, uh, you could say. So I believe that uh, he's a guy that I really think McDaniels mm-hmm. and Graham and Ziggler right. can kind of mold into something really special uh, if he's able to make the practice squad. Thank you, Levi. Tough interview to do as we're waiting for the official roster and you're behind the scenes there, and we talked about a couple of players. Really appreciate your effort on this one. Thank you. No problem, JT. I appreciate it. You got it. Levi Edwards there. So that's the best I can do. If you listen and go back and you, you listen to the names that I threw out, wink, you know, maybe you could put that interview together and figure out what we're trying to do. We're trying to give you, before the show ends, players who are going to be here and players that are going to be practice squad guys as we wait on the official. And I have no problem with that too. You know, we've done this for years. If the the Raiders are going to put this out when the Raiders put this out and some fans and some media media are going to be all worked up about it. That's the way it goes. As we like to say on this show, big boy radio There's the difference between having a live blog, nothing wrong with the blog boys. I might be one coming up soon. Wink, wink. Nothing wrong with that, but we're not speculating as we got a key card inside the building. We let them put out the roster. They do it on their time. Obviously, Q will be the benefactor of that today. Uh, this was a good stall show, Danny, today. I had a stall for two hours there. We had a couple of guests here, but, you know, I'm looking at the clock. I'm looking at Twitter, and uh, 27 years on the radio give me the ability to do that. You know, you'd like to have the roster all Right here in front of you, ready to read off it, but that wasn't going to be the case today as we wrap it up. And what's going to happen going forward, I think the big storylines this week, for me, Tom Brady on the sideline in Dallas, number one. You might not think so. For me, it was number one. That was big. Being in Dallas, Tom Brady there with the white pants, with Mark Davis and Jerry Jones was huge. For the Raiders, he was there with the Raiders. Secondly, and more importantly, for the game, is Josh Jacobs signed. And Josh Jacobs getting... 
possibly up to $12 million in incentives there. That's a good one. And then the third part will be this final roster that is released, and we'll be able to go through it. And as I look at Vinny Bonsignor, let me just double-check here before I wrap up the show. Uh, Vinny B., as we sit here, uh, nothing as of now. He just had to tweet out what's going to happen with that fifth and sixth wide receiver, as we mentioned, Wilkerson and Cam. So those are the receivers we believe hopefully will be there. And then we talked about Trey Tucker, obviously always a player that was going to be there for the Raiders because they drafted him and they played him a lot and he's going to be able to go. And then there's a couple of other people out there tweeting now about David Long making the roster. We'll wait till that becomes official. Amik Robertson making the roster and when that is going to be official. And Curtis Bolton, who I just mentioned and talked about with Levi, he tweeted out 43 minutes ago, hardest day of the year, man. Hope everyone lands on their feet. Ooh. Okay. So as we look at that, some people are saying congrats. Some people are trying to figure that one out there. Uh, a lot of predictions on what this roster looked like from a lot of good insiders months ago, and it never works out. I don't think I've ever predicted or ever talked to anybody who went 53 out of 53. It's hard to do. But there's really only three or four players that you got to get in there that are the ones that you're waiting on. We knew about 49 or 50 Raider players who were going to make this team, not practice squad guys. But you look at the other ones, and then you get a trade today, and once that trade comes down, you go, ooh, look at that trade. The Raiders are moving Neil Farrell to Kansas City for a six-round pick. What did Kansas City want so badly? Well, Kansas City's in a tough spot because Kansas City's losing their best defensive player who's not threatening anymore, man. He's for real. In regards to this potential holdout for Chris Jones, I was surprised by that. Danny, what do you think today? Here we don't we don't get the roster as we wrap it up, but you your head's on a swivel on Twitter all day today. I am. I think I've clicked this refresh button more times than I ever have <laughs> in my life. But uh, as far as today's show, for a roster reveal show mm-hmm. that we didn't get a roster, it was still a fantastic yeah, show. thanks. I, I think we tried to get through it here. We tried to get through the roster reveal. The irony for me is i got to be at the Raiders at 2.30. So i got to go home, get uh, get some clothes on, go to the Raiders, get over to the other side of town, and that roster will be fresh right, oh, yeah. off, right off, right off the presses when I get there. No doubt about it. So according to uh, mm. Levi Damien of mm, yeah. the uh, Raiders Wire, he said that Wilkerson has made the initial yeah. 53. Yeah, we insinuated that in our interview. Uh, Wilkerson played well. He was a big receiver, caught a lot of balls. I called a lot of his catches there in the preseason, and I kept an eye on him in the binoculars breaking the huddle because they were trying to get – very interesting with Wilkerson. They were trying to get him the ball a lot in the preseason, and that makes sense now also. And, look, who's going to be able to get on the field? Who's going to be on the field with the rest of these wide receivers with Devontae? And you look at the great wide receiver depth that this team has now to be the fifth and sixth receiver on this team is pretty important, really important. If it's Wilkerson, as we suspect – I thought he had a good camp, a big target, and a guy that Jimmy G can not check down, but throw to on like a 10-yard out route, six-yard in route, and hit him in stride. He's a big kid and tough to bring down to the ground. So as we wrap it up, Q is coming up. I saw Q today. Uh, He's going to be doing his show coming up here momentarily, and he will have the roster, and he will go through all of it from top to bottom. In baseball, they call this snubs. In baseball, the all-star roster comes out and they go, who was snubbed? In football, it's tough because if you go to the practice squad, it's a different designation 
but you're with the team, you're in the building, you do everything with the team other than dressing out on game day and you got a chance to play and you don't root for your teammates to get injured and play poorly. You just have to be ready to go. All great teams have a great practice squad. There's got to be three or four players that are ready to go, and then we'll go from there. So, Danny, I'm excited. I'm going to have you here on Tuesdays now going forward. Bobby's working on Saturday and Sunday and Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday with me, and I'm thrilled to have you here as we get the season going. I appreciate it. I'm glad I could be here with you. You are doing a great job, and we appreciate everything about that. So as we get rolling here, we'll take a look at what's going to happen coming up here. Uh, Go to Raiders.com, Raiders on Instagram, Raiders on Twitter, as we wait for this roster to be officially released. And that should probably happen here, I would think, in five, ten minutes. Five, ten minutes, and once you get that cue, we'll go top to bottom. And all the people that were going to call me, call Q. Q's got unbelievable people that call his show every day. We, some people are only around for me during lunch. That's why they download the podcast. Or in the morning, they're listening to Q's show from the night before. Or his podcast. Or what I'm doing on Sirius XM, which is a lot. So everybody, have a great rest of the day. Again, thanks to Danny. Thanks to Levi Edwards. And we appreciate Jeff Sherman, who joined us. I need a break badly. And I will be back here tomorrow to do it again state of the team on thursday and then a couple of days off before the insanity begins next tuesday countdown to the broncos cue on deck have a great roster day everyone